This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is the Backstory Podcast. I'm Larry Potash, and on this show, we uncover the backstory behind some of the most intriguing tales in history, culture, science, religion, from Chicago and beyond, or as I like to say, the leaders, cheaters, and history's mysteries. And this story is from a guy I met, Craig Moreland, who told me that there was this unsolved death in Lake Bluff, which is like Mayberry, where you think nothing happens, and yet this is a story about a death that seems to involve some kind of mysticism on behalf of the people who lived there. And this story has haunted Craig for his entire life from when he first heard about it from his teacher when he was in elementary school. So let's get to the backstory of The Furnace Girl. Lake Bluff was a pretty conservative town, founded as a Methodist camp meeting. In World War I, it was named the most patriotic town in America for its efforts in helping the Red Cross. The movement for prohibition started here. They weren't used to reporters and photographers descending on their small, quiet town, as journalists did during the week of Halloween, 1928. On the morning of the 30th, Elfrida Neck was discovered in the furnace room of the village hall, naked and badly burned. She was barely alive. Kathy O'Hara features evidence and mementos from the Knack case at the Lake Bluff Historical Society. The idea of a burned woman, nude, found in our village hall was absolutely shocking beyond belief. She was found on the 30th and died in the hospital a few days later. So what happened the night of the 29th? A coroner's inquest ruled the death a suicide, but how could a woman stick her legs, arms, and head in a furnace? Knack was selling encyclopedias door to door, so she took public speaking lessons from Charles Hitchcock, a vaudeville actor who appeared with Charlie Chaplin in the film called His New Job. Years later, as Hitchcock was retired from show business, he was working nights at the police station in the Lake Bluff Village Hall. At the time that he's in Lake Bluff, he's got four kids, lives in a small house, and he's the night policeman and gives elocution or speech lessons during the day. Uh, but they considered him quite handsome, you know, the Adonis of town, a heartthrob of the community. Alfreda Neck was in love with Hitchcock, although he denied any affair. They would meet privately at the village hall so he could tutor her on speech, but it wasn't the only subject they studied together. They also explored some sort of Christian mysticism. After her death, the book Christ in You was found on her nightstand. The Tribune reported a marked paragraph. As you unfold in the consciousness of God, many inexplicable things become clear. One is the purifying power of pain. This is the process called the refiner's fire. Which is the idea of whether it's literal or symbolic of, of fire purging yourself of, of things. I think she was a willing participant. There was a catalyst in a relatively short period of time that will totally change everything around where she feels like she needs to do this. Craig Moreland has documented the mystery in his book, The Furnace Girl. So her fingers were burned to the knuckles on both hands, 
Her toes were completely burned off. Her feet were burned and charred that you could actually see bone. Everyone talks about it being a furnace, and it was a furnace. The key thing that we know with this is where the coals are built, it was nine and three quarters by 12 and three quarters. You would have to reach in to, to actually put your hands in. Yeah. And her fingers were burned off to the knuckles. So the big thing became, could a person be stuffed into an opening this size? And could you even fit your head into an opening that size? Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Let's take a look at the suspects. When the ambulance took Alfreda Neck away, police took notes on what she was mumbling. And the thing that she kept saying over and over was, oh, hitch, oh, hitch, hitch, which is what gave them the clue that that might be a connection. Hitch, as in Hitchcock. Together, they shared a spiritual bond and maybe more. I believe completely he was involved in this, but I don't believe he was necessarily the trigger man. At the time, Hitchcock was on crutches from a broken leg, but some actually wondered if he could have used hypnotism. Hitchcock in his vaudeville days was somehow associated with Houdini. As a matter of fact, this comes up at the coroner's inquest when he's questioned about this and if he had the power to possess putting someone under a hypnotic trance. And he said in his own words that the only person he knew who could do such a thing was the great uh, Houdini. And as far as he knew, he was nowhere in Lake Bluff that night. Another suspect, Marie Mueller, Nack's best friend. Like Nack, she was also very fond of Hitchcock. Some might even say obsessed. Years later, she married him. No one knew more about Nack, Hitchcock, and the mysticism, and yet she was barely questioned. She wasn't even asked for an alibi. Later, investigators discovered letters in Nack's home from a mysterious pen pal. The letters to Nack were signed B. Locke, they were traced to a woman in Libertyville named Luella Rowe, who shared Nack's belief in the occult. My question always was, was why wasn't this relationship with B. Locke addressed? Why wasn't she asked to testify for the coroner's inquest? The pen pal, the romantic rival, the actor and mentor. But with a lack of evidence, jurors were left with a sort of confession. In the ambulance, barely alive, Alfreda Nack said, I did it. With that, the jury ruled her injuries were self-inflicted. According to the Tribune's report, the jurors heard testimony from Nack's brother, who told him she burned herself to prove the power of mind over matter. Still, many continued to believe it was too difficult for anyone to do to themselves. One thing O'Hara and Moreland seem to agree on is that the spiritual mysticism and some other person were involved in the death of Elfrida Knack, even if she was a willing participant. I don't think we ever will know, um, which drives me nuts. Elfrida <laughs> you know. Knack almost hangs over our community like a dark cloud. Um, Salem had their witches and uh, we have Elfrida here.
Thanks for listening to Backstory. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review. To watch our full coverage of the story and see some that didn't make it to the podcast, visit us online at wgntv.com slash backstory. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.